1: Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa
2: and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com.
3: Welcome to Big Blend Radio's a bi-monthly park travel radio party with Nancy Reed and Lisa Smith. We're the mother-daughter travel team. We're the crazy travel team and publishers of two digital interactive publications. We've got Parks and Travel Magazine. You can check it out at uh, nationalparktraveling.com me get that straight. And and blendradioandtv.com will take you to Big Blend Radio and TV Magazine. Both of them cover travel and park traveling. And we're super excited. Today we have three special park travelers and photographers joining us. They're all incredible. I've been following them on Instagram. Some of them we know in person. Uh, some have been on the show before. And, uh, you're just, once you meet them, you're gonna wanna follow them on all their social medias outlets and get connected with them and follow their travels uh, at the end of the show we will also air steve Schneikert's national park hollywood history segment and play some park inspired music from singer-songwriter wally lauder based here in tucson where we he- are here in big blend land now today's party is sponsored by the national parks arts foundation who creates unique artists in residence programs within national park units so if you're an artist writer poet photographer filmmaker mm. uh, you name it uh, this is your opportunity to submit to actually live in a park for a month and create and so just go to National Parks Arts Foundation. But important, let's meet our guests. Are you ready, Nancy? I want to go sit in a park for a month. I know. And I think some of our guests do that and on a on a basis. We've got Otis Harville is our first guest. He's an award winning landscape photographer and fine art printmaker. He's a national park traveler and author of the new ebook that is super beautiful. Oh, All of you oh, have oh. got to check this out. The Great Smoky Mountains, A Peak Inside. And uh, Otis, welcome back to the show. This is your second time. How are you?
4: Great, great. Uh, and I, I thank you for having me back.
3: Hey, I, I, you know, excited. And your new book is super beautiful. Nancy and I have been looking at it and... Mm. Um, we wanted to go Amazing. to the Smoky Mountains, and we have this opportunity this fall that we may actually make it there. And then looking at your book, we're like, dude, like, how could we not? Yes. Now I think we're, like, over the edge of having mm. to go there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is beautiful. It is so cool. It's beautiful. Um, tell us a little bit about the book and what inspired you to do this as a photographer and say, hey, I'm going to do an e-book.
4: Well, I mean, that's a good question because, uh, I mean – I've been going to Smokies for quite a few years, and I always tend to put the Smokies in uh, at least on a fall or, or a spring trip uh, every year. And so, over the years, I just accumulated so many uh, compositions and so many different images, and just different looks at different times of the year. So I thought, well, let's let's put something on the website that I've seen other people do—just a small ebook, you know. And since I'm not into workshops and teaching in in that aspect, I decided just to come up with something that give people a, a small peek at some of the different things that uh, they could they could see and experience in the smoky so I, I put it together I mean nineteen pages I think 17 of them have images and uh, mm-hmm. fun facts and inspirational quotes. The quotes and, are awesome.
3: Uh, and I love the maps in the background. Like, it's just got it's this. awesome. Then Nancy and I have a thing about maps. And it's just that whole vibe <laughs> of it. It's like makes you want to explore. It's like, look at all the places we could go. I know. And now, <laughs> like, when you were on our show the last time, you had to give your website and you get to do it again. Tell everybody your website so they know where to follow Website.
4: You. www. Lightscapes dot lightscapes.com that's spelled S C A P three S. now that's a lightscapes is a play off of the term landscapes so it's just mm-hmm. lightscapes and then scapes is spelled with a three
3: see he's cool that's why you get and to you do gotta it instead to follow i head. know but it's cool because i i love that about you because even this book has that play on words and i think there's yeah. this, this thing about mm. being able to put the right words with the images that it's just, it's painstaking. Like, it really is. It and, can be. <laughs> yeah, it can be. And then I go, mm. like, where's my wine? But that doesn't really help <laughs> you. You have to be clear and get it right. And, uh, you did that really beautifully in this book. And, um, it just, you know, there, and there's quotes from people. I mean, even Yoko Ono's in there. I'm <laughs> like, how, how did she speak in? But she did. And it's, it, it's interesting to me. Um, when you look at, quotes over national parks and our lands how many people have loved our our parks and and lands not just in our country but around the world how how part like they're a big part of our life Otis how did you get started into photography and specifically becoming a landscape photographer what was it that for you that said I'm going to be a landscape photographer
4: Wow, that's that's a that's a tricky question. Well, I mean, it was several things. Um, I I actually Smoky Mountains was my first national park. Uh, I was mm. I was uh, just out of high school. I mean, it was it was it was I was young, um, but it, at that point it was a pure nature thing, and I had no ambition to to you know try photography or, or or anything like that. What really compelled it was is that because I love the outdoors and I love just being in, in, in parks, national parks. I was always what they call a the computer wizard, and always had, you know, a, the computer always came easy to me. So hmm. as as the as the photography field grew in technology, I saw it approaching my my my, my skill set, if you will. So hmm. as digital got more improved, the higher end cameras came about. I knew, okay. What I do and what yeah. I know on the computer side will map out artistically well with a digital camera. So then that's what I, 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 I began to use the digital camera as, as, as basically my tool to capture the light I use to bend on my computer.
3: Oh, and you it, do it, bend the light on your it, photos. It, you
5: do. And, and it's such a new yeah. frontier. And uh, as an old person, you're not uh, old. Don't well, ever do no, that. But, you know, having to, like, import film into Kenya and then uh, take pictures with an old camera and then take it to someone to develop it and then go, that's not what I
3: shot. Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah. yeah.
3: You know. And that's I, funny. It, and, that's
4: funny because, uh, because before, usually when I'm sitting in a scene for hours or, you know, so many hours or days, I already see when I see the image come to me, I can see mm-hmm. and visually feel yeah. what I want this scene to be like when I get, when, yes. when I'm finished mm-hmm. with
3: it. Yeah. That's amazing. It's interesting. Cause Nancy's time and Africa, mm-hmm. like going through like what your camera's going to uh. take and what was there. And there's the color change and, Photoshop at oh, that yeah. point wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. We're talking in mm-hmm. the seventies, man. When she photographed Joe Kenyatta's <laughs> funeral, this is—I'm not oh, da- okay. aging you, Nancy. Just saying, this I mean, thing's got to go out the window. Was
5: confiscated but <laughs> because of
3: it, I know. Um, I, I want to bring a friend on the show who has taken us around the Yosemite National Park, mm. cooked burritos for us,
6: yes. uh, had
3: Bloody Marys with us, and also. Um, <laughs> He still likes us. Knows about photography <laughs> and yes, yeah, still likes us. <laughs> he still likes us, I think. Um, has been yeah. on our shows before and uh, also knows about traveling to Africa, and that is John DeGrazio, he's the founder of Why oh. Explore? And that's Y, the letter Y, explore uh, dot com. Everybody, uh, that offer. You guys all have your own names for these things, you know. Uh, know right? He offers uh, guided hikes, tours, adventures throughout Yosemite National Park. He's also the host of Yosemite Can of Peaches radio show, which I, I want to talk to him about the title because yeah, I remember I like him it. telling me, "Take pizza to the top of Half Dome yeah. if you want. <laughs> it could be a burrito. It could be whatever you want." So I know food is a big part. Um, he, beyond hikes, he's taken people up half dome, summit mm-hmm. adventures, multi-day backpacking trips, basically he has like the dream job. Okay. But it's, it's, it's not that easy to get everybody to understand like, Hey, we're going to go trekking across the wilderness of Yosemite. Um, but he's also uh, taking people to Mount Kilimanjaro mm. and to oh, Nepal. Yeah. I also does photography classes uh, mm. in Yosemite with uh, local professional photographers. He does a lot, and he's a cool dude, John De Grazio. How are you?
2: Wow, that was just an amazing! That was a badass
3: intro. (laughs) I feel (laughs) like I should have like, should have a Hollywood star. Yeah, how are you?
2: (laughs) I'm a little starstruck right now. I'm doing well, thank you. I just returned from a session in Yosemite Mm -hmm. National Park just to be on this interview. So thanks for having me, Lisa and Nancy.
3: Thank you for, like, leaving the park for us. Like, honestly, I know how that is. It's like, damn, I have to leave right now since it's coming down? That's, <laughs> that's just, like, rude. You know, you are so – when we went with you, you know all these little hot spots. And I think that's one of these amazing treasures that you you go in there all the time. Nancy and I go into Saguaro Park here in Tucson all the time. Mm. And other parks, state parks. To us, a park is a park. Um, right. It's something we've learned on our travels you know our quest mm-hmm. to go to all 418 national parks and until we get to Sandra who's been to like she's way out done all of us <laughs> on that maybe <laughs> I don't know I could be wrong Um <laughs> but there's a there's a thing about you can go to the same park and see something different every time and now starting to, re, to realize ecosystems and birds in a certain nesting In-K area uh, deer is that for you, with Yosemite, do you feel that way? Do you ever get bored of Yosemite? How could you? <laughs> and
2: obviously, I never get bored. And for me, I think you mentioned it right there, just the fact that every experience is different, every lighting situation is different. Hmm. Yesterday, we were leading a group of budding young photographers who traveled all the way from New York State. And part of what I was telling them is, Put your passion into your work. So for me, it's mm-hmm. never, ever a dull moment. And when I'm out there, every, every situation is different. And as long as you're true to yourself and when you're making a photograph, it's really important to tell a story and tell the emotional side. And there's no better place than to connect with your emotions than in one of our beautiful national parks. I just happened to be fortunate enough to be in Yosemite National Park,
3: and and they're all okay. beautiful. And I, and I agree with you. And you just came back from Tanzania. You came back from the Serengeti National Park. Nancy and I, you know, lived near there in Kenya. And well, we weren't allowed to cross that border. Well, we did. We did, but, but it, we weren't allowed to. <laughs> but it is watching that and watching and watching your photos as you, as you were able to post them and the delight you had. It, it reminds me of people here in Yosemite, too. It, it just seems it's so, you know, different. But isn't it the same joy at the end of the day? Even though, I mean, Africa's pretty damn crazy with wildlife. It's it's crazy cool, isn't it? Oh, it's, so awesome. <laughs> it
2: it's amazing. And in Yosemite, yeah. Yosemite's not really known as a wildlife park. Right. So I trained with landscapes. And then changing over to photographing mm-hmm. the wildlife, I... I found myself really interested in photographing the birds we got to capture mm-hmm. some images of uh, marabou storks and mm-hmm. some gray yeah. herons and just so uh the the gray crowned um, uh, the gray crowned crane I mean there's yeah. just so many beautiful birds in Africa but as you mentioned it just took our breath away every every time we turned we would uh come across a pride of lions or an elephant w- with her, her family. And it, it was just so amazing. Every single moment, it was just, it was just a joy to be there and going into the Serengeti, we slept on the floor of the Serengeti in our tents and found out mm-hmm. the next morning, a lion had come through with her two cubs.
6: <laughs> and then,
2: common. then we went into the Ngorongoro crater where mm-hmm. we were able to see a rhinoceros, a black rhinoceros. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, Every single minute of that adventure was incredible, and we topped it off by uh, summiting Mount Kilimanjaro.
3: Mm, I awesome. that that's amazing to me when you said that you slept on the floor mm. of the Serengeti like when yeah, you think about tight. that, and that to me just it, there's there, there's nothing we need like that it. connection. I think there's something that aligns our spine and our body when we actually <laughs> walk barefoot or lay down mm-hmm. in the dirt. I know that sounds crazy. We all want our cozy pillows and our cozy beds, but there's something about dirt. And I, I'm one of those people like the Native Americans, I'll eat the damn dirt because there's something good about it. Not the Monsanto lands of, you know, it's mono connection. crops, but sorry, I had said that I can't help it. But um, the reality, the reality is, like, when you get out into nature and you, you, your body aligns with it, I think. When you get into places well, where there's mm-hmm. Yosemite, the Smoky Mountains, and, um, and, and on that, I want to bring our next guest on.
0: I love the playoffs. Anything can happen. But the best part, it's like bonus football. And bonus football means betting bonuses with Gambit DC. For a limited time, get up to a 57% multi-sport parlay boost on the Gambit DC app, online, or at any Gambit DC retail location throughout the district. It's the most exciting time to be a fan. So make your play and get the whole field advantage with Gambit DC. Limited time offer, terms and conditions apply. Please buy responsibly.
3: Hey, what's up? It's Alex Morgan. And for me, the start of the new year is all about commitments. Setting your intentions,
7: restarting your routine, and committing to you from day one until March 31st buy any body armor products at your local Walmart and body armor will give you 50% cash back via a Walmart e-gift card put towards your fitness journey. Visit www.bacommittofit.com backslash WM for rules. Body armor light, the low calorie, zero sugar added sports drink.
3: Sandra Ramos. uh, She is based out of Austin, Texas. One of the best places for music and it's on the El Camino Real Trail that we, you and I are gonna do, do de los mm-hmm. I if I say it right. Uh, we're gonna be yes. doing that this fall. She's a photographer, a recovering politico, which I am going to say, like our national park system, that's a mm-hmm. place you go to recover from politics, but then you get involved in politics when to you're there them. So to save them. Uh, she's a road tripper <laughs> like us, she's a history geek, and also a national parks site lover. Am I right, um, National Park Patch Lady? That it is yes. 159 sites that you've been to now?
7: I have now been to 159 sites. Yes. Wow. wow.
3: That's a lot. Yeah.
7: It it is, but you know, it's a great undertaking, and you you know, I think it's going to be hard for me to run out of places to go, really. But um, it, how it, long do you stay at each place? Um, it depends, really. So. Um, you know, the, na- the the larger national parks, what we think of the big 59 or now, I guess, the big 60, as it were, with, with Gateway Arch becoming a national park. Um, you know, those those types of parks, I like to spend, you know, a minimum of five days and, and try, really try oh, okay. to stay as long as I can. But, you know, you, we've got national historical sites, national battlefields where, you know, I really try to to understand the story, understand the history. Um, and one of the things I love about all national parks is that it shows us not only. Um, what's created, but it shows our devastation. It shows the the history mm-hmm. of of our people, of of our land, of, of you know, of all different aspects. And um, you know, it, it's always intriguing. So the national historical sites, I'll stay for at least a day. You know, give it a full day.
3: I I think it's important that you do the history part of it because that's one of the most, you know, from us in our travels, we went on a three year journey, and John knows that that's how we met John. <laughs> And um, we kept going in circles because we couldn't get out of a park. We couldn't get out of a community. We just like got in in into it, like you know. Right. And we're in the way we do our things, we're a little different with publishing things and magazines and whatever. And doing radio shows while you're trying to be on the road, like in some parks don't have internet. And you're like, dude, seriously. And then you're staying in a haunted <laughs> hotel that the the ghost says you're not airing your show today, but I'm gonna go boo. Um, but but it it took us a little longer, but. what we learned on the road was that a lot of people didn't understand that we have his majority of our national park system is history. Two thirds of it is is history. And I love your story because your story, you're in Austin, which number one, like I can't wait to go spend time there. Um, You're on this historic trail, which is another thing that people don't seem to realize about parks. But Right. Part of your start from reading your website, which is nationalparkpatchlady.com. dot com. She mm-hmm. collects patches, and she's cool. Like I just want to see you like totally tattooed with, this. but it's just like, <laughs> like, like a strand of pink oh. hair that Nancy like Nancy's wanted pink hair for years. Um, mm-hmm. Like now she's like I really want it now. Yeah. Um. But <coughs> yeah, the pink,
7: but, hair, the pink hair came when I retired from my political job. So when, when yeah, I but how do you feel fear. now? There's, like
5: there's, you're still in you know, politics now. The pink
7: thing. Is- <laughs> For
5: me, it's like, um, just don't mess with me pink. Yeah, you can do whatever the <laughs> hell
4: you
7: want, right? Yeah, it but the pink hair thing is a
4: trend pink. now, isn't it?
7: Well, it, it, it is, depending on how you wear it. Um, I've had mine for about <laughs> six years now. Um, I, my, my, mine came purely out of um, when I retired from, from being a political consultant after 20 years. Um, mm. I just swore I would never step foot in another congressional office again and figured that was the best way to do it. Um, so it, so it's sort of a rebellion for me. Even I would because, put a big you know, finger in because my hair. They
5: probably wouldn't hide. <laughs> they probably wouldn't let you because you had the pink hair. Yeah.
7: It's yeah, not I mean, literally. Regardless, you know, of any, any level of politics you're in, you know, there's, there's a level of conservatism to it. And, and I always mm. ended up in trouble. Um, I I'll always had right a, that. a an, an mm. different point of view. And so when I left politics, I was like, okay, I don't want to do this again. Cause it was really soul sucking, which is why I turned to national parks because they're the exact opposite mm. of soul fucking. They are so soul giving and life giving and, you know, mm. um, just, just this, an amazement that I never get tired of. And so the Gettysburg you know, was I, the start, the Gettysburg, get, that was the from where it started for me. Yes. It was wow. a really story. People? Um, we, we were living in Washington, DC and, um, well, my partner had gotten a job in DC. And so I moved with him from Austin and, uh, and I was just trying to get out of politics, which is probably the stupidest thing I could have ever done, is move to D.C. when you're trying to get out of politics. And a friend of mine who I knew <laughs> said, "Hey, come, hey, come, go with us to to uh, Gettysburg." And I'm like, you know, who wants to go to a battlefield? And and was really, I was really down on the whole situation, but I went because mm. I didn't want to stay at home. So I went and absolutely fell in love. And I'm like, well, let's go to Antietam. And then I mm. just started researching every national historical site and every national park. Mm. And, and found that a lot of people didn't know that part of our country. They didn't know we had these national park sites, right? They, mm-hmm. they knew Yellowstone, they knew Yosemite, they knew the Grand Canyon, but they didn't know about Maggie L. Walker in Richmond, Virginia. And they didn't know mm-hmm. about, you know, Castillo de San Marcos in St. Augustine, Florida. And mm-hmm. so for me, my passion is to photograph all of these national parks in a way that's accessible mm. for people that they understand the history and give them a sense of mm. why this is important for us to save and protect
3: yeah I love that because the, the history is so crucial and, and I know we've talked about Yosemite and a little bit of, of and the Smoky Mountains uh, with you Otis too and mm. I want to go back to these three things Gettysburg yeah. is interesting we've done so many interviews mm-hmm. with artists in residents in Gettysburg and mm-hmm the stories that come out of there are incredible and especially someone who's a veteran um, who stayed there but the nature like there's do you find I mean stone uh, you posted something about stonewall the other day and I remember doing shows about Mm -hmm. we need stonewall to happen you know in New York this is important this is a part of our history right and you posted about that I was like I was It's telling the story of our people, you know, Mm -hmm. just as much as so many of our historic sites do. However, there's this juxtaposition, and I'm going to come back to both of you, John and Otis, because your natural parks have history in them. So i want to come back to that. But you going to Gettysburg, there's a nature thing there, too. There's a nature trip there.
7: Absolutely. And a lot of people don't realize that. They just, you know, when I walked into Gettysburg the first time, I was like, I'm going to hear about dead people, you know, and I really was down on it. But when I, we spent, you know, a good part of a day and a half there, and I still don't feel that I got everything that I needed out of Gettysburg, because it was amazingly beautiful. And I wanted to just spend time in that piece. And I wanted Mm. to learn the stories, and I wanted to engage with it. And so um, it's definitely on the list to go back to. Um, since it was my first, I think that I can look at it with with fresher eyes now that I've been to a lot of other historical sites. But but yeah, when I when I tell people that Gettysburg was my first that got me hooked, you know, I always get a strange look.
5: You know, it takes time to absorb. Everybody's yeah. different on 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 different. It 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 really has to do with your upbringing, where you were, and how you are, and who you are now,
6: which right. changes yeah.
5: over your lifetime. Yeah. So it 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 takes time. Like I know um from taking Lisa to parks in South Africa um, mm-hmm. that certain parks she's like, oh cool, because we're all we're like into animals and nature. But a historical park where people bite on a battlefield. Right. It took it.
3: It took time That's for yeah. <laughs> a little bit. No, it took time for both of us. Stand at Ishlum the walk. Yeah, to Rock.
0: And yeah, you stand
3: there. You know, and it took where, time where the Zulus died, right. and, and 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 Shaka mm-hmm. Zulu. He was there, and and then you learn about you learn about battle maneuvers, and yeah. and you think about how people really did that. But it's it would right. It didn't. It it wouldn't mean
5: anything. As much to you if you didn't know Zulu right. people. Now you have right. friends who were Zulu, and it meant way more than if you just mm-hmm. flew in, went there, and didn't know any Zulus.
7: Well, yeah. you know, I come from a, from a different perspective in the sense that you know, I I was born in Long Island, New York, and I grew up in New mm-hmm. Orleans, and so
6: mm-hmm. oh, um, right. oh, so my
7: friends right. so my friends would all approach you know talking about Gettysburg, you know, so we're talking about the Civil War. Uh, mm-hmm. My friends from the North would all approach it one way. And my, you know, and yeah. going to school in the South, you know, you get mm-hmm. a, a different perspective, right? And so it depends mm-hmm. on if you call it, Manassas or Bull Run. And so, um, you know, I, I think when I went into Gettysburg, I had both of those perspectives carried mm-hmm. with me. And, and I really viewed it in a unique way. I was able to sort of experience it from both sides, where a lot of visitors who go to Gettysburg, have an opinion, right? You say, okay, I would, I would have mm-hmm. been Union or I would have been Confederate, and this is where it is. Um, oh, yeah. Where I walked mm-hmm, into yeah. it, where this is a sacred site that has a history for all of our people um, yeah. as Americans and um, and and newly mm-hmm. new, newly created Americans that came out of 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 that situation, um, you know, because mm-hmm. African Americans clearly weren't counted as Americans at that point exactly right and no, so, no, so, that, no so that history was super important right? women so, so yeah, right and and women and so that. you you get all these stories and you know you you find the the nuances of the stories are just fascinating um and and the correct and the right park ranger just can make all the difference because every oh, park ranger comes out their tours differently so um and so so i will take a tour the same tour like four or five times with four or five different park rangers just to get a mm. sense of what their thing is right and, and want to hear what their story is mm.
3: Oh, mm. because everyone adapts, because we're all human, right? So that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, right. So we all come out different ways. I wanna I wanna go to you, Otis. Um I don't know if you've been to Gettysburg, but uh no, definitely
6: never Smoky there.
3: Mountains. Um mm. there's history there too. I mean, that's like Appalachian country and and wow. that's gonna be I mean, you've got photos of, of churches and Lincoln Rock. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
4: right. And, <that's,
3: laughs> Lincoln and you know
4: what it's funny that you mentioned that and that we're on that on this particular uh topic Go because ahead. some of the some of the driving force and some of the images I used for that little ebook were totally mm. outside of what I would usually use or even when I put at my art player in my art shows. Um because I wanted to show a side of the smokies because all of the national parks I've been to, there's only a handful that you can, you know, visit all sides of the park and see old structures from the 1800s and 1700s. I mean, I think the Tetons has got some things I've seen, but I'm going to tell you, in the Smokies, you can go all through that park and it's a huge area and you will literally feel like you were part of the 1700s, 1800s. I mean, these are the real structures and mm-hmm. these are also a lot of uh, subjects that people don't really photograph or try to make a, a nice composition from them. Um, and, and so that, that, mm. that history part for me, because when I first started going to Smokies, I was all about the grand scale of, 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 of the park,
6: yeah. you know, color, okay.
4: grand scale. But then mm-hmm. as I continued to go and, and, and wanted to look for different uh, subjects, different compositions,
8: I had,
6: that's
4: when I actually took time out to say, all right, let's learn some history about this place. Because if mm-hmm. I, if I learn some history, then I could connect with the park in a different manner. And it, you know, so stuff
3: I drove by for four or five years, I all of a sudden was making stops at. You
5: know, mm. <laughs> that's amazing. You know,
3: and and it, it's truth. just that's that's it for us. We got stuck into all these stories, and it's like, okay, we we could just start, you know, becoming historians. And and I want to bring that in with with John DeGrazio over in Yosemite. John, you were one of the one of the people that like when you took us around. Mm. You opened our eyes to Galen Clark beyond John Muir and Ansel Adams, that everyone thinks about, but you also took us back to them, which is so important. We can't just, you know, the, the, sometimes in history, we like, oh, this person, we all know about him, who cares? You know, not who cares, but there's like taken for granted is the yeah. word. Mm-hmm. And you also, that. yeah, we just go, oh, we know that name, but we don't really know what the hell we're talking about, but we know that name. And so it's, uh, <laughs> you know, when you took us around Yosemite, you taught us of the stories of Galen Clark. You told us the stories of the Native American mm. lore between the mountains. And it was amazing to me. And And so that's something I think that sometimes people may miss about Yosemite is the history aspect. Because cultures and people have lived there through years. I mean, artists have lived there. Conservationists have lived there. Native Americans have lived there. I mean, it's amazing.
2: I think that it it helps you make a stronger connection with with the place. Curiosity is so important. We want our children to be curious. We want when we teach classes, we want people to ask questions and you know, when I first came here, that's That's really the first thing.
3: Hey, what's up? It's Alex Morgan. And for me, the start of the new year is all about committing to you from day one. Body Armor's got you and here to help you commit to your fitness goals. Buy any Body Armor products at your local store and Body Armor will give you 50% cash back to put towards your fitness journey.
7: Now through March 31st, commit to fit with Body Armor Sports Drink. Visit www.bacommittofit.com for full rules. And shop now at retailers nationwide.
0: I love the playoffs. Anything can happen. But the best part, it's like bonus football. And bonus football means betting bonuses with Gambit DC. For a limited time, get up to a 57% multi-sport parlay boost on the Gambit DC app, online, or at any Gambit DC retail location throughout the district. It's the most exciting time to be a fan. So make your play and get the whole field advantage with Gambit DC. Limited time offer. Terms and conditions apply. Please buy responsibly.
2: I did was just try to learn as much as I could. And it it helped me help me become a better photographer. It helped me become a better leader and guide. And, you know, I'm always learning. I just wanted to add, I was down in Atlanta in November, so I went to Kennesaw Mountain uh, mm. National Battlefield, and mm-hmm. you know, just reading some of the the signs. I, you know, obviously I grew up in, in a similar situation on the East Coast and in the North. So I did live in Atlanta for a little while, but at the same time, I wanted to to go into that place and think about what it would have been like to be. A teenager in the Confederate Army and and having wow. to try to defend this place and and you know mm. it, it was it was interesting. I, I tried to use my imagination and you know thinking about composing an image. I I found this battery of cannons and and what was interesting to me was to see how there were flowers growing inside of that battery and that's what wow. I was really focusing on, you know, the peaceful aspect of it.
5: Wow. But, yeah. I, think, I think it's really interesting with different photographers or artists or writers that they approach it from their personal aspect, which I love because if we all ever approached everything from the same aspect, it would be really mm-hmm. boring, like mm-hmm. chain hotels and chain Restaurants. To yeah, I them. agree.
2: And, and when, when yeah. we when we do a photo class, it really excites me. Like last last night, we had about fifteen students, and we go to an area, and we we tell them, okay, try to make an image in nature. And you see people getting on the ground. You see people. All, at all different angles and every you know one one group goes in one direction another group goes in another and then someone just decides they want to go completely on their own that that's what we need all of those different points of view different perspectives yeah. different voices
3: uh, john I did you just say that on purpose because no, you, 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 you you know i like go there if you i think you, you, you just say everybody's just so, so going me. like you go down, Lisa. Get down, you gotta Lisa. got to get down. Get down. And it's like, don't, okay. it's not it's, that movie that everyone's thinking about. But no. John goes, like, <laughs> you know, down. if you got down over here, if you, like, actually just sat down or, like, so- lowered your body you would be able to get a better photograph of this. And I'm going, if I do this, I'm going to fall in the water. But I get what you're saying. And then I had to like sit there and, you know, mold it in my mind. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is how you're going to get a better photo. And it has taken me everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we go places, Nancy goes, get down, Lisa, get Get down." down. This is the daily thing of every time we go on a trip, get down, get down. And thank you, John, for that. Because, no, like, because
5: there is like
3: the, and not the, only
4: not only get down but move
5: yeah because yeah there's there's a thing i want to call bingo wings photography
3: oh with the cell phones especially yeah
5: the, the cell
3: phone you did not just say bingo wings
5: i did sorry but it's like elbows out bingo wings photography with a cell phone where that's why your image is blurry because you're waving your arm your bingo bingo wings arm. out and put your arms into your body. we don't Breathe. need to see your bingo wings take breath and take photo, not I'm just clicking because I'm here it 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 and so. It goes right around with get down. If you need to bend your body.
3: And if you need to get yep. dirty,
5: get dirty. In Damn
7: it. The, <laughs> about the dirty. That you in nature, need to the, In nature, there should be no reason for you to stay clean by the time you get out of there.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you
7: come you
5: out cleany weeny like you went in, you didn't take a
3: photo. You, and you didn't go to a park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get down <laughs> or, and get dirty. He, he down. No bingo part. wings he, he allowed and part. get dirty. Oh, my God, the That's bingo right. wings.
5: Sorry, yeah, I what know.
3: True? I know, but okay, Sandra. Okay, yes. so <laughs> you did Everglades and Biscayne. Uh, we haven't done Biscayne yet, but yes. Everglades is what started us on our journey. It was like that was the part when we drove. We had a conference to be at. Like we did a radio show for this gardening thing, and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they said, "No, we'll fly you here." And we're like, "Hell no! We're we're road tripping. We don't do flying. We mm-hmm. we go road tripping." And uh-huh. it was after some hurricanes had happened. It was 2012. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. And we drove across to through places that we had lived, and we saw what happened—hurricanes mm-hmm. and mm. just the the general economy. And we're like, "Damn, tourism needs to happen. It needs to happen through our parks." You know, we yeah. were doing so many interviews with NPCA the National Parks Conservation Association. And we rocks. Um, right. We were just like, "This is. We need to make this happen." We got to the Everglades. We played hooky, truly. When we were in the Everglades, we we went to the Everglades playing hooky. We were supposed to be doing this, that. We're like, okay, we don't need to play business with this stuff. We know this is, you know, go off. We went in there and everything changed for us. It was like being back in Africa. Mm -hmm. Everything Mm -hmm. changed. And we didn't have that much time. Everything Mm -hmm. changed. It was like, boom, bada bing, bada bing. And you have Mm -hmm. alligators right at your ankles. So right. like getting down cool. like John, um, but you do, you it do, go you do. Right up the snow. <laughs> so you were there and you were in the Biscayne area and you kayaked out there. What was I that guess. experience like going out there? Because we learned how to kayak in Louisiana and there's gators cool. and stuff. And it's like suddenly so cool. the most thril- thrilling thing of your life. What was that like where most people will go? What the hell are you doing going out there? <laughs> crocodiles, alligators, yep. there's pythons, mm. there's all that stuff.
7: Yeah, that's a question I get asked often. Um, And so, you know, the what the hell are you doing part. Um, And it was (laughs) was amazing. It was amazing, Um, you know, because I usually travel alone. So it's usually just me. Um, And people are always sort of like, you know, how can you go in these places with these wild animals? I mean, first of all, you do your research, right? You know your stuff. You know that Mm -hmm. you're not going to hit an alligator with your paddle, you know, and make him mad. (laughs) And so otherwise, he's not going to bother you. So um, so, I went out once in game and once um, in the Everglades, and I also paddled down at John Penny Camp State Park, which is down in Key Largo. Um, mm-hmm. And I really wanted to get out among the mangroves, and um, because they just fascinate me. Um, I'd never mm-hmm. really seen mangroves before. But, you know... Most of that area, um, when I go, I usually go in January, February, one, because the bugs aren't as bad, and two, yeah. um, you know, the the That's water's true. receding, and so you just get a lot of life moving around. Um, you know, and so the water's usually about a foot or two high in some of these areas, mm-hmm. so when you're kayaking, you're right there. You see the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, you see the life. You see the Cassiopeia uh, mm-hmm. jellyfish, and you see the this, the nurse sharks following you and stuff, and so it was mm-hmm. – absolutely amazing and and I um on these trips I usually try to make friends with park rangers who know a little bit about the backcountry and stuff and so once in a while I'll grab one of them and take them along with me and so they can teach me what I wouldn't know because you know the last thing you want to do is google something Mm -hmm. when you're out in the middle of nowhere on a paddleboard so Mm -hmm. um so you know you take a park ranger and you can say hey what is what's this going on but you know it's it's one of the most amazing and peaceful experiences and the Everglades um Made me cry the first time I went there. So. Uh, it, 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 awesome. out.
3: it just me yes. It just shifted me the hell so out.
7: Awesome. And
3: and uh, we went out with an NPCA um, representative to learn about trolling and polling out yeah. in the water. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. and I thought I know yeah. about this. No, but, no. But it was about yeah. how the nesting birds were on the islands and how people yeah. need to boat And it right. was incredible. There were roseate spoonbills out in the distance, and I was just like, right. wow. And so it was amazing. it was amazing, but I think it's it's important what you say. I mean, because you know, go hang out with a park ranger, and they have programs. Like I know that you publish mm-hmm. nationalparkpatchlady.com. dot com. Gonna give you a shout out there because people can see your your experiences and see mm-hmm. a, a woman going out there on her own. And you do you travel on your own half the time, right? And go do this all, a all, lot of all the people time. Right. Well, yeah. most people think Nancy and I are a lesbian couple, but we're a mother daughter <laughs> team. So just saying, they always, you know, and when we went on travel, like, not there's nothing wrong, wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with <laughs> right. that, but like right. we're not, like I know my mom right. inside and out, but you know, Oh, hello. Um, but but right. there's, there's a thing about that. And I think it's amazing that you're doing that. John, I, I want to move to you on this because you take people up half them. And people, when they go to the West, are like, oh, my God, there's snakes. There's rattlesnakes. And, oh, my God, a coyote could come out. And, you know, we're oh, going to get bitten by something. Do you ever have that question come up to you, this fear factor of going on a trek?
2: Oh, all the time. And, hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because people have that fear of the unknown. And once you get them to break out of that, it's, it's actually amazing to witness. And when we do see a bear on the trail, occasionally they say, "Oh, that wasn't so bad." <laughs> and the biggest the biggest issue is to overcome that fear. And you know, when when we lead up Half Dome, there's also the fear when we get to the cables. So it, it's constantly people trying to overcome fears, breakthrough new breakthrough barriers, and you know, the idea of achieving that self-growth is really important to me. That's part part of our mission is to just get people to go out in nature, whether it's uh, school children from Baltimore who, who don't normally go out into our national parks or someone mm. who has on their bucket list at the age of 65 who wants to reach the top of Half Dome. We're constantly, That's awesome. we're constantly yeah. challenging people and, and getting them to break through um, those comfort zones and being okay with it. You know, yesterday we had those kids from New York. One of them wanted a photo of Half Dome at the riverbank and and they really weren't getting the angle they wanted. So I encouraged her to zip off the legs of her pants and go right in the water to take the picture and and you made was. her get you down,
3: Dude, yeah. yeah. I know you. Down in the Merced
2: river. So I have, know
3: you, dog. Even if it's snowing and I'm ice loving. cubes, these crazy ice cubes that happen in the no, river. I, and he'll you will go, like, get in there. You have we become had
2: people in, in the river like, yesterday.
3: You, you have <laughs> become nice. a household phrase
5: in of our get house, down. Get where, down. Where... It's like get down, Lisa. It doesn't mean you have to lie flat. It just means do what it needs to all I can say is James. James Brown to, is
3: pissed at you. No,
5: it it is really about doing <laughs> what it needs to you get to get the picture that you envision. Get dirty. That's the point. That's the because point. Some, Someone's just pointed that you immerse yourself in the experience and, and there's nothing like it. Can't substitute it with TV or anything else. I just want to Nancy, say this: we Do, are not, take, do not
3: take a selfie on the it's edge me, of the Grand Canyon and fall edge. in and be <laughs> stupid. No, no. Can no, I just say that idiots oh, out there who do that? But that's, sorry, that's I'm super, not calling you an idiot, but I am just no, saying, like what you're talking about, is superficial.
5: That's a, I'm here. It's me. That is not immersing yourself in the experience. That's a total ego trip. Me versus.
3: Did you get anything from where you. Are you looking at what you want? Do you, you know what you're looking at? You so, Otis, do you get thing? down into the mud?
4: I do yeah. what I need to do to be different. <laughs>
3: exactly. Do right. you get down? Do you, do you, now, do you go camping? Like, what is your park experience as a photographer? Because this is the, what you do is like really fascinating with your work. Because I know you've traveled to a number of national parks. And you create these amazing photos. We see them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Everyone's got a photo. Uh, go go, go, go follow. Uh, well, here's the follow caveat. Everybody. What I show, what I show on,
4: online and social media is a fraction of what I, I mean, yeah. those pictures mm-hmm, I show right. online is, it are specifically chosen for that purpose. And usually those right. are the same photos I make available for stock imagery. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but uh, I don't even touch an image for six months to a year after it's even taken.
5: Really? Wow. Yeah.
6: Why? It,
4: it goes on my hard drive, and I, I, I just, I, I like to revisit it with fresh, fresh eyes, and uh, oh you wow, you know, just That's a just a okay. removed
3: experience. But anyway, I, 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 yeah. I, got fears, you know, and all that, too. But, but uh,
4: <laughs> they, they vary.
3: Okay, yeah. so tell us, tell us about this going out. Like, so, what's your next trip? Or your the, next- actually, let's go on your past, the last trip you took into a national mm-hmm. park. And the what last. that experience is like, because are you, you know, are you, did, did you get down in the water? In the?
0: When I deployed, I didn't realize that even the air I was breathing was dangerous since coming home. I've watched friends get sick and struggle to get the support they deserve. But now that's finally changing. We're eligible for new VA healthcare and benefits based on when and where we served, even though I feel okay, I'm going to apply for my sake and for my family. Learn more and apply today. Visit VA.gov slash P A C T
2: One night.
3: I want to know. Or what is your very big fears and, and things? Because I think everyone experiences, and I think this is why yeah, this different. conversation is so important today, because yeah. I know people who won't even go to a national park because they think they have to have a yeah, backpack on and be, you know, have two legs to do it. And that's not true. Right.
4: Okay. Well, my experiences are, 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 are somewhat, I don't want to say a lot different, uh, but they, they do vary um, mm-hmm. primarily because, I mean, when I, I first of all, ninety five percent of the time, I'm alone, um, and, and I'm an African American. So mm-hmm. my fears were really with the nature. I mean, I ran across bears, moose, and all that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really scared of that na- of nature. My biggest fears was just me being a black man out in the middle of nowhere alone.
3: Right, and, right, and, right. And, and,
4: and so those were always my biggest
6: concerns. You know, and mm-hmm. I,
4: I try camping and all that, but I I have too much hardware and money and yeah. so I have to do the hotel thing but yeah. I must say I have more issues with strange characters human beings than I do with animals Yes, yeah. I
3: think we can Nancy and I can I so love that. You. and and I think I, I think even you know Sandra may back this up because there is there I mean is I've, had, this, I've
4: had my life threatened a couple of times
3: Oh, no, I'm, no, I have to say people are scarier
5: than animals ever would no, be I I would welcome Tyrannosaurus Rex in the park before other people sometimes. Yes, I've had spot. some
4: crazy things. I've had people walk up to me, I got a headlamp on, it's three thirty mm. in the in the morning. I'm sitting, you know, you know, doing what I do, and I see people come up to me with handgun strapped to their thighs you know asking right. me if you know mm-hmm. are, are you are you okay here or you know what are you doing here as if they're park rangers right. and they're just people like me Oh my God. Right. So, right you know no one's really I... ever like threatened to kill me but they when i run into issues mm. i run into the soft threats the kind of
5: mm.
4: i call them soft threats just to the kind of they think yeah. they make me feel uncomfortable but they're really not yeah. but i don't want to piss them off either
3: Right, yeah, so you're in that does. weird zone. And I think that mm-hmm. that is so important because um, it's one thing I know with the national park system, oh, the centennial was a huge deal. I know, uh, John, you're an ambassador for Yosemite, uh, the, uh, the centennial that happened. That's and right. I thought the centennial was so awesome and then um, then the, the whole world just changed after that. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. Um, yeah. But here's the thing. There's the one thing that we've covered on shows was the lack of presence of african americans being in our national park system or mexican americans or anybody anybody and women women being you know there's been this huge movement to actually create parks and and exhibitions of all of the history and also bring everybody into the park system and it's it's, Mm -hmm. there's so many reasons like i could do a whole show which we have done a gazillion times on it because mm. and it still needs to be brought up over and over and over again.
6: Absolutely. Um, sure. there's a yeah.
3: lot of places that mm-hmm. you know, John, you brought up Baltimore. How many times do kids in Baltimore get to go to a national park unit? Right. You know it, it doesn't it, happen.
2: Not
7: enough. And, right.
3: right. And and, and, and a, the most co- and the most common question I get asked on the road is your husband lets you go? Exactly. I, I saw oh, you wrote that on the post that I, I told Nancy right before you oh came on the God. show. Oh, she oh talked about does your husband let you? Nancy almost fell off the balcony. I, like,
7: I she, like, the she got so pissed off. It is the most common question I get asked while I'm while uh, camping or while I'm out on the
5: road is, your husband lets you go. Oh, my wow. God. We're supposed to be the most newest and um um out there country, the most progressive, the most this, the most that. And we are so behind in so many places. Yeah it drives me nuts and and yet it's like i mean we lived in kenya we lived in south africa we lived in england we lived in mexico and can i just say this country is especially right now yeah the most behind embarrassing
3: i can't take it i know it's it's hard all week
7: All we can do as people who love our country and who love our parks is be the best ambassador of those things that mm-hmm. we can be, exactly. right? And, yeah. and hopefully people will then see that we are Americans under these skies and under, you know, on this land that is amazing and belongs to all of us.
2: Exactly. I, I agree. I, I have to do that every day. I, I get every lots day. of questions. What is going on with your country? And, and, you know, mm-hmm. we just have to, we just have to be the ambassadors. We have to be the exactly. ones to smile mm-hmm. and rise above all of the right. negativity we're seeing.
3: I want right. to say John with you going, because you take a lot of families in there too. And at the same time, you, you have some really amazing african-american history that happens in yosemite it happens in Mm. sequoia is national and and king's canyon you got charles young you've got some history that we have to dig up every time it's national uh, uh, black history month right okay i think that's a great month however um i don't think we should have to have a month it should be like out there all the time every day you can Chime in on this one. Oh, I'm no, just no, saying,
6: I, I agree.
4: I agree,
3: I agree. I, I'm not trashing the month. I understand the month has to no, be there. No, I, I it's agree like with we you. We have to have gay pride parades and Stonewalls. a monument. Well, it all has to happen.
7: You, absolutely. I would say that my favorite, my favorite, number one national historical site in the United States that I have been to, of the 159 I've been to, is Maggie L. Walker National Historical Site, hands uh-huh. down. And nobody knows her name right yeah i went to i went to richmond virginia wow. i visited with a friend of mine who's a college professor mm-hmm. he's a dean at the university of, of virginia in richmond mm-hmm. and he said oh my son goes to maggie l walker elementary school i don't even know who she is yeah mm-hmm. and so i had to That's tell no him idea. her story and mm-hmm. it is one of the most amazing stories um and mm-hmm. and i'm honored that the the national park service recognizes her but i really wish more people would know those stories mm-hmm. as opposed to just having a month about those Don't stories. Don't
3: you think the well, media yeah. should grow up and do more than I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be I mean the John, bell? you know Nancy and I obviously and then we're still showing right. our colors of who we are here. Of we course. get a little antagonistic on this and because um it is it much more than Centennial week comes in. Everybody comes in. It's Centennial Week here. People are pitching, oh, there's national parks. I'm like, really? Have you looked at who we are? We travel national parks. Have you even looked? We have a magazine dedicated to it. Grow up. And it's like Centennial Month. Uh, The Centennial is here. And uh, National Parks Week. And here it is. And yet I want to say, can the news media, can we start like everybody out there other than us because we're doing it and you guys are all doing it. Can the mainstream media not have a national day or a month or a year to cover our parks because they have the history of everything we're going through now? Right. They have it. And so I just want to say, like, can't we have this as an ongoing thing that it isn't a centennial that makes you look at a national park? It's like the oh, centennial bird. is here. Everybody's pitching things to us like for a year. And I'm like... Oh. Yeah, yeah, we know. And um, well, then after that, it just gets dropped. It's like it, it does. I, I mm-hmm. agree, but you know, you've also got this year happens
7: to be the 50th anniversary of the trail, the the trail. and redwoods, redwoods, and the National Scenic Trail system. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so they're doing a really great job of getting that mm-hmm. information out. But I think that you know, in order for people to get excited, there has to be a sexy catch to it, and it's the sexy right. catch is it's, it's, it's right. their birthday. Right. See, should, you she's, you know, she's everyone, got the
5: political thing going. She's got yeah, it. But, she okay, knows. But, it's okay, true. But, we do. But, we do. The, way the, the national media, doesn't well, maybe they're too busy following the. Yeah, White I mean, House. I'm not I'm going, going against. Going I'm
3: not going against the holidays. I'm just saying no, you, I want them to continue no, but, on.
5: But there well, that's our job to, now, right? It, yeah, you know, I know, but there doesn't it. seem to be a segment, especially now, in any national news where they talk about or national parks. I would like to see it as a national thing, ongoing. Because it's almost like taken for granted, and that's a really dangerous place to be. Nobody wants to be as a person taken for granted, because that's when you get the boot out. No, and I feel like our park system, be it state or national or municipal, it's kind of taken for granted, especially when budgets get cut. Yeah. Then it's State fun. parks take oh. the hit. Yeah. Oh, they
7: really big do. time. And, and they all. Yeah, and I don't disagree hit. with any of that. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree yeah. with any of that. My my thing is, is you know, there's so much other stuff going on in the world that we need to be mindful of, right? And so our jobs mm-hmm. as photographers, as activists, as as people who who care so about for, these parks, we're the you know when when i was in politics one of the main things that we talked about is that people vote on emotion right and mm-hmm. so when there's emotional things that happen that's what people gravitate towards and so right now the big emotional subject is the march for our lives right and so mm-hmm. so that's taking a lot of people's emotions and so you mm-hmm. can't fault people for having you know this ADD with all of our technology and whatever and so the only way that that stuff is going to be put in front of the media or people in general is for us to create it and put it in front of them. And so,
4: mm-hmm. the I, people, people need to stop voting with emotions and educate themselves on what the real issues are and, what, and who the players really are and what and, really is going to And on. I would love
3: for that and to happen. Emotions,
7: but,
4: and put emotions yeah, aside. I mean, because right. that may have worked for decades, but right. it, 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 it's, it's almost come to a point that it's worked too long. Because of the scenarios and the situations we see playing out in our own country today is a direct result yeah. of people
7: voting for the wrong reasons. And, Absolutely, know and, with, no, and I don't emotions. disagree with that. But I will tell you that that as human beings, that's just a default for a majority of people, unfortunately. Oh. And that right. that's you know, so that's what, you know I yeah. take it up. That's why we're all doing
3: place. this right now. Exactly. You know, we are we are carrying. And I want I want right. to go to John. John, this is one of the things that you do. The Yosemite Can of Peaches radio show, and this is so cool. So I, I want to bring this up. I want to give you a plug on this because you're covering Yosemite, and I mean, God, you could you could do that for years and never run out of fodder.
2: Right, and, and with my Yosemite Can of Peaches, that was
3: a good segue, right? <laughs>
5: yeah, it was. It was
3: awesome. perfect.
2: It's it's all about the sweet rewards of being out in nature. I I originally had a can of peaches on the top of Mount Rainier in Mount Rainier National Park. Oh,
5: we love it.
3: there.
5: That was my
2: reward for making the summit. And for many years I was telling people, let's get to the top of Half Dome or let's get to the top of this mountain and we'll have a candy bar or we'll have some pizza or we'll have our can Mm -hmm. of peaches. But in reality, the peaches are the reward of just going on the adventure. So Mm -hmm. I have my show now I interview experts in Yosemite, whether they're rock climbers or if they're photographers or painters or musicians or park rangers. The idea is just to have them share how Yosemite in particular, but you know, national parks and being out in nature, how that's shaped their lives. And everyone has a story to tell. And you know, now those kids are going to go home and say, We walked into the Merced River. That's their can of peaches moment. So I try to capture that in that's my it. show.
3: I think that's so important. Uh-huh. Of it. I, and I love the family aspect too, because that raises this generation that are taken care of. Like You look at what's happening with March of Lives right now, right? Um, right? These youth going out there and standing up. And I feel like that's the same thing for our parks, so but we need to, as adults, take care of these places for them. And, be inspired by these stories. Like Galen Clark, you got me hooked on Galen Clark. John. He was a good
2: man. He was Dude, a very like, good seriously.
3: man. So go ahead, Nancy. She's okay. jumping I, up and I down. I just have to
5: say, in Mount Rainier, <laughs> was, you know our oh, relationship. Okay. So amazing. So amazing to us. And one of, the, one of the things I saw that just like, I I was like, that that's if you want to talk about the spirit of America... What I saw was a grandson helping a 90 plus year old great grandmother mm. walk out to see the blossoms of Mount Rainier. And I mm. watched it and it was, it, they were silent. And oh. I was like, okay, oh, is that son, grandson, whatever? I'm like, why am I even thinking that? That's so stupid. Right. As she came around the bend, and saw the flowers. This little one, she was taking baby steps with Mm -hmm. a walker and so
8: she... 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? It's not just a bike. Peloton makes treadmills, too. Eh, nah,
5: all treadmills are the same.
8: Our treadmills can adjust speed and incline automatically, so you never break your stride. Whether you're squeezing in a power walk or training for a marathon, Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Tread risk-free with the 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial.
5: I was like, I know what you looked like when you were 20. She was beautiful. She was so happy. She had tears. And it was like all the stuff was going on around. But she, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I think you're going to die happy just now. And right. that, to me, is what I say our parks are about. And if we don't oh, them,
3: we're going to die friggin' miserable. Absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> right. I want to ask you, each of you the same experience Nancy talks about. There's these life-changing moments we have in part. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that experience. I know we've talked a little bit about them on the show today, but um, let's start with you, Otis. Uh, uh, Wow, uh, I was afraid you were going to do that.
6: I'm sitting with my mind. I knew. Come Come on now. (laughs)
3: I'm going to get emotional with you now. (laughs) Get your tissues out. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Yeah.
2: Man. Yeah.
4: I want to say I have so many, but I'm trying to, like, just really grab one. Yeah, Uh, it's hard. Because i have you know, quite frankly, and I'll admit, I really never sat down and say, all right, that was a life-changing moment. I just, I experience special moments from time to time, and I just chalk them up, okay, that was a great moment. But I haven't gotten to that point where I start putting them in categories, if you will.
5: Well, um, well mm-hmm.
3: just give us a moment because, I mean, really, they're all special. Special moments
5: mm-hmm. sometimes
3: only become life changing 10 years maybe later. Maybe
5: you maybe never know.
3: Maybe you're luckier right. than a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. if you're out there more, you're going to see more, like John gets to. and, and, right, and right. Oh my gosh, well, Sandra, excuse me, 159. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> i just right. like, I think we need to make a cocktail in your honor. You know, oh, <laughs> the well, 159 I mean, I mean, for a cocktail? I one know. of the
6: moments,
4: uh, one of the moments that I, 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 it always comes back to me. Uh, and this was only, ooh, I think, three, 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 four years ago. Uh, Grand Tetons, and again, I'm always alone. Uh, uh, it was in Grand Tetons. I don't know, three thirty-four in the morning. Uh, a, a moose, a large, large ah. moose, scared the living daylight out of me. <laughs> I'm, I'm set up with a tripod in and, and a certain position, but you know. The point I'm trying to drive home here is the moose did not think nothing of me. He stood in the water, drinking his water. Mm-hmm. It was basically taking photos of me. And wow! And to, to sit to sit there, I think it must. I had to say about mm-hmm. thirty minutes went by. The moose didn't move. I mean, it, the only thing that moved was his head going back into the water. And the moose must yeah. have been maybe maybe eight nine feet away. Uh, and so I didn't know whether to stop what I was doing. I just continued doing what I was doing. The moose continued to do what they were what, what it was doing, but the point I'm trying to make here is that was so special because I didn't mm-hmm. know what to expect. You know, I I, would, I didn't know to be scared, I didn't know to enjoy it, I didn't know to continue to do what I was doing, and and all the moose did was just sit and watch me. I guess make sure I wasn't going to
3: bother him. <laughs> right. Wow, That's still an amazing. Oh what moment. Are you doing? So did he yeah. can, continue hanging out, or what happened from <laughs> oh, there? Oh no, I mean, yeah, he-, he hung out. I mean, it, it, well. But,
4: so when it was time for me to move, and, and by then the sun was already, you know, I don't want to say completely up, but I mean it was maybe an hour and a half that went by, and he just basically stayed in the same little area. So yeah. I had to leave the area and literally walk by him. So as I walked by the moose, I got mm. closer, and it, it did not. It just, it just looked at me. It's like, like I already you know who you are. Yes.
3: Yeah. That's so it was oh.
4: special. It was special. That is so special. amazing
3: when that happens. Because I, I never animals. realized
4: I could be that close to an animal that size, wow. and it really didn't. And I didn't threaten it. I didn't. It, it, it didn't feel threatened but, by.
5: But me. see, animals get that. They know. They I, know. I mean, I like I. Well, I was charged by a moose once in uh, Yellowstone. Not because I did something. while well, I did. I, oh, hello. Like, no, I was walking on the path I are supposed to walk on, but there was separation between mama and baby. And uh, then I saw the whites of the uh, eyes and the charge. And I was like, uh-oh, but all you do right. is sidestep. Mm-hmm. Right. And it went right by. It just wanted to be reconnected with the, with the baby. And Right. Yeah, you know, and it's like you have to not, can't be just focused on yourself if you're you the the attempt to connect with nature which we all came from it's it's so weird that we have to reconnect with nature where that's where we came from but that's how our civilization is so it's a it's a process that's all I got to yes. say about that. Okay. So John, so it was a what, real, the, the
4: experience was so real because I, I mean, I didn't know uh, what, what to be scared, what to do.
5: And I continued
4: yeah. on what I was doing, but the animal just basically was just looking at me and and, and, and saying, have a good time. And, and I got your back kind of thing.
3: Yeah, they they do because if they know that you're there and you've, you haven't done anything
5: like, and then there'll stupid, be a you know. film on Netflix. Look at this photographer I saw. Yeah. Right. And, like and, a- and <laughs> guess
3: what? And, and Otis, he doesn't care what color <laughs> you are. Like moose, <laughs> like yes, You know, exactly. like this is what we see singing. people do Just saying, They don't care. They're like, whatever, yeah. man, you're there. You're not yeah. causing anything. Care. I don't yeah. care. You know, you're treating. Now the miserable. funny thing about
4: that, if you would have told me I would have been in that
5: situation, maybe a day before that,
4: I would have said you're crazy. I would I, 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 have yeah. I, I said, no, I'm exactly. not, I'm not set for that. I'm not ready for that. I, 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 I
3: think it's funny. That's that, but that's it. Like you're like, dude, I'm going to hang out with, them. we hung out with bears in Sequoia National Park Yeah, we and did. we didn't know we were hanging out with bears. And then all of a sudden, mom and babies. And then it was like, holy so was cow, like, oh, look at hello. this. And we're like, this is so cool. And they're, they're just, Oh my God. It's like amazing. Yeah, I, I is, could, I could live in a meadow for the rest of my <laughs> life. But John, let's, let's hear about your, one of your life-defining moments. I mean, you're in Yosemite all the time, but you've been to so many national parks, and um, you definitely don't have the accent of the Yosemite in.
2: <laughs> Somebody, wait, 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 wait! What are you trying to an tell answer? me? There's a special accent I need to learn? Yeah. Got,
3: you got, yeah. you have, you have more of a Statue of Liberty. liberty. <laughs> oh, that's no, that's wrong. That's wait, wait, wrong. Wait, before so, we go any further, please confirm: is funny. there
4: an accent in Yosemite or no?
3: Yes. Okay. There's a Yosemite accent, yes. We it call means, it. I, a have a
2: Yosemite to, vibe, but I don't know about the accent. No,
3: that you have is. to go to. You have to go to the Iron Door Saloon in Groveland. Yeah. and hang out with the locals
2: inside out. That's we right. call farmer I've, done, Boy, I've yes.
3: done
5: that. <laughs>
3: no, I but we went to the Hotel Charlotte with you and had Bloody Marys. That they. They actually make their Bloody Marys like fresh. Are, no, are, is no, that still good. happening, John? We haven't been there for a while. Yeah, um, you yeah, know, was-
2: the Charlotte is always great. It's always mm. a great place to go. And we ah. had some incredible Bloody Marys. But yeah, my yeah. story is, is pretty, pretty life-changing for sure. After college, I moved down to Atlanta for a little while. And then I was going to get my first job in New York City. So I was really excited. A couple friends and I had planned a trip after college graduation to go cross-country and we had to ditch our plans. And right before I got this uh, new job in New York, I said, hey, let's uh, go on that trip now that we we can uh, afford to take a little bit of time off. And each of us decided we were going to take a couple weeks off and we were going cross-country. And the theme was baseball parks and national parks, and in the first couple cities, (laughs) we went to Cleveland, we went to Chicago, we went to Kansas (laughs) City, we went to all these great baseball parks, Wrigley Field, and then we get to Denver, and we're supposed to go to a game in Denver that night, but we decide that uh, our first national park is Rocky Mountain National Park, and there's there's three of us, and we had, none of us had ever been to a national park. Three kids from New Jersey um, going into a national park for the first time. So we did everything wrong. We didn't have food. We didn't have lights. We barely (laughs) had any (laughs) water. So um, we're searching for this waterfall on this trail. And obviously it's July. So it's a seasonal waterfall that didn't exist at the time.
0: Right,
4: right.
2: And it starts (laughs) to get, it starts to get dark and we're We're just playing around, climbing on rocks, and we realize we have to get back, and it's really getting dark on us now, and we have this group of elk come trampling through this meadow, and they're about 20 yards away from us, and we're just standing there in amazement. We get back on the trail, and as we're, we're, we're going down the trail, maybe a half a mile from the trailhead, it's just about dark, and sure enough, we see a bear. And this bear is now coming up the trail following us. So we don't know what to do. We decide, okay, we're going to devise a plan. We're, <laughs> the meadow's on the left. This forest is on the right. The mama bear's got to be in the meadow. So we're going to run through the forest. And we're going to outflank the bear and run to the run,
3: forest. Run, forest, <laughs> run. <laughs>
2: so course, we do everything wrong. And we split up instead of staying together. And and all of a sudden I'm running, I'm running. I see this huge dark object about 10 feet in front of me. And I just stop. And I just think to myself, this is it. This is the end. And I look up and luckily it's just a tree stump. But at the same time, we had no idea what we were getting into. We made it back to the car. No one said another word for the next 20 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> and we never went to another baseball park on that trip. We only went to National Park.
3: <laughs> and everybody, this is your your, your guide in Yosemite, com? Just saying. Right. Just saying. Okay. I, love that. I love that. I love that. I
5: love it because having done so much in Africa, like I feel your
3: pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've heard about Nancy sitting on a rock naked because Joy Adamson told her. You need to do this. You heard that in the, the, the one talking. Oh, week. it was so
5: funny. And
3: uh, suddenly, you know, things are moving around and you're naked. I was stupid
5: enough to do it, but she says, so like, you're too visual. You have to
3: smell. And were hair. you drinking? No. No.
5: Whoa. No, no. And she was like, take your clothes off, sit on the. And I mean, I, I was working for her, and then we just flew over there, and I was like,
3: Right out of America,
5: yeah, and she's like, "You're you're too visual, you know, and you have to sit on the <laughs> rock naked." And I did it because she was my boss. I'm like, "That would not happen today." Let me tell you. No, <laughs> yeah. or maybe so it would. I How did. Much. I sat on a rock
3: naked in the middle of oh boy, For and the daylight. Well, this, yeah, yes, yeah, it was daylight. This is in Kenya, in Kenya, <laughs> In Kenya,
5: and then oh,
4: okay. yeah. yep, you're, you you're <laughs>
5: supposed to now hear the birds, because you can't, because you're visual, and smell no. the rhino pee, which you can from two miles away. I learned so much, and I thank her a whole lot every day for that experience, although Ooh. I also wanted to kill her.
3: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well. Well. She got murdered later, but it wasn't Nancy. So we don't want to say that. You know. Oh my goodness. I know. Well, anyway, everybody could go sit on a rock and smell rhino pee at any time that they want to, (laughs) naked or no. They got a guillotine or
5: something going on. There.
3: There is something about being free, and and there is something about just being quiet and listening. And I think the parks, when when you get out into a park you start to really mm. hear and listen. And when nice. you're in the city area, we're, we're kind of city here in Tucson, but we have a really amazing system where there's riparian areas, and there's like this, mm. this city is amazing in having greenery and trails. We yeah. have a 131 mile loop that connects bike, cyclists, and walkers. I mean, that's amazing for a city. And right. it's really cool. And so it does give wildlife a place, but you can hear the difference between wildlife calls and bird calls mm. between a city area and going into the book yeah. or into a park, I should say. Um, mm. it, it, there's a difference that happens and there's a difference in their activities. Mm. There's a difference in their appearance. There's a difference in everything. And the more we can do to have these spaces is key. I mean, it's, it's interesting. And as individuals going into these places, the more we can kind of drop trowel and listen, like, I don't know, everybody should do their thing. (laughs) But I want to go to you, Sandra, for you. What was that defining moment for you?
7: It's really hard to narrow it down. Um, It is. It is. Hmm. And I've got two that are really short. And so I think I'm going to share just both of them really quickly. So the first one is um, last July I was in upstate New York. And my, mm-hmm. uh, I was at uh, Women's Rights National Historical Park and I had just gotten mm-hmm. word that my father had passed away. And, Ooh, and it was sorry. a really amazing moment sort of to be in the park, to be in this church where these women, you know, fought for the right to vote and then to get this.
8: 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite
0: athletes only,
8: right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? It's not just a bike. Peloton makes treadmills too. Eh, all treadmills are the same. Our treadmills can adjust speed and incline automatically so you never break your stride whether you're squeezing in a power walk or training for a marathon peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals 92 percent stick with it so can you try the peloton tread risk-free with the 30-day home trial new members only not available in remote locations see additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial call that my father had passed um
7: and very very got an email day, from I that thought... park well, i'm sorry i got
4: an email from the person who runs that park a few uh, a year or so ago but go ahead i'm sorry
7: Oh yeah so, so so it's a beautiful park it's amazing and, and Seneca Falls is, is really in, engaged in making sure that that's a, a phenomenal park but um nonetheless the very next day I went to Fort Stanwix and um it was raining and it was miserable and it was cold and it was the middle of July and I couldn't understand why it was so miserable and cold but I got there 15 minutes before the visitor center opened and um and I sort of let them know that I was going to be there but it wasn't a big deal and um Quarter to nine, the door opens, and this jovial gentleman pops his head out and says, I know you. Come in here. And he introduced me to all of the, the park rangers, and he spent the entire day with me the day after mm-hmm. my father had passed away and showed me Fort Stanwix and sort of gave me the history from a very unique perspective. And I'm mm-hmm. grateful and, and wow. blessed to have had that moment oh, um, when it did. Yeah, and so, so Ranger Dan was just amazing. And so if you ever go to Fort Stanwix, Ranger Dan's your guy. Um, so the second, um, really life changing moment for me was, um, the first time I'd gone to the Everglades and mm, yeah. I had signed up for what was called a sluice log and I had no idea what this was. And I was like, oh, you know, mm. I don't know, but it sounds interesting. And basically what you do is you walk in knee high mud for about <laughs> a quarter of a mile cool. into the Cypress stone. And, yeah. um, Ranger Jeff, who during the summer is up at Saint Croix, uh, Scenic Waterway, and then the, the winter he's down at the Everglades, took us out and there was a dozen of us and we slogged through this knee high mud and you know, almost tripped over and my camera's getting sloshed and all this stuff is going on and we stopped in this big open clearing of Cypress in this clear water that you could see your feet and mm. I just started crying. Mm. And yeah. Wow. At the end of yeah, and at the end of it, Ranger Jeff was like, you know, if you could say one word about this, what would you say? And I was speechless. And yeah. it's mm. not very often it's not very often that I'm speechless, mm. and I just had tears running down my face. And and Ranger Jeff has, has become a, a good buddy of mine, and and we keep in touch. And it was just such an amazing moment to have him pointing out the air plants on the cypress oh, and,
5: dude, yes, and, yes. And,
7: and walking and walking through the super clear water that at any moment mm-hmm. we could stumble upon the the gators that were there and mm-hmm. we saw you know the spoonbills flying through the oh, trees and the, and, yeah. and hear the owls and and it so it was lovely. just one of those moments where I'm with a dozen strangers and it was perfectly mm-hmm. quiet and no we just all were there in mm-hmm. nature and so it, it was is, a pretty special mm-hmm. moment.
3: That is incredible. That is incredible. Yeah. The Everglades mm-hmm. were amazing when we got to oh, speak out from our Everglades. conference, which was a gardening conference. Now I'm going to get busted. And <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we were doing radio we shows from there. Hooky. And we did really play <laughs> hooky. And um, they were all like, we had to go back to the dinners after. I mean, we did oh. Shark Valley oh. and hauled yeah. back. I mean, to get back to Fort Lauderdale is where we were running. Oh, back oh that's in a drive in Miami.
7: Traffic is horrible. I know, and everybody's yeah. like,
3: and we'd make it back for the evening things, and then we'd haul back the next day, and still do radio, uh, radio shows in the days of between and we were supposed to do this whole thing, and then the one person, and I hate to say this on there, but I'm saying it, Uh-oh. I was like, oh, my God, there are bromeliads growing in the trees, and there are orchids, and he's like, well, that's what happens in the hurricanes. They take the hurricanes took our plants and flew them into the <laughs> Everglades and that's when we said we're not doing any more of these conferences and and yeah. uh, that was history yeah. um, like honestly what? that's crazy I know yeah. don't even start me I can't believe don't I even either. just said this but like Nancy and I always talk about this the bromeliads to me were incredible to see and to have mm. these hammocks of these hardwood trees that we hadn't seen in, in since Africa that was like oh my yeah. god I'm home and we lived yeah, in beautiful. Florida and never went there, and that is. I know that's another. That's the thing. thing. We have yeah. national <laughs> park units in our in our backyards, and sometimes it's the Everglades or the Saguaro, you know, national park we have or Yosemite that you know John mm-hmm, has. Mm-hmm. Now you have smaller parks, historical parks. often. That not necessarily. You have Big Thicket near you, and you have the trail, the historic trail, the El Camino Rio. That ah, I can't it's remember. The exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
7: So there so there's 16 national parks in Texas. Um the closest national historical site to Austin would be a, a tie between LBJ Ranch, which is the Lyndon mm-hmm. Baines Johnson Texas White House, or the San Antonio Missions. And then yeah. you know, oh, about 3 hours, 3 hours away from me, I've got Padre Island National Seashore. Oh. And then just to the north, I've got Waco Mammoth National Monument, one of our newest mm. monuments, um that that protects uh yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, we've got 16 in Texas. You know, we, obviously we have Big Bend. We've got big thicket out to the, the mm. um, Louisiana border. Mm-hmm. Um you go north you've got, you've got Guadalupe Mountains up there near New Mexico, about you know, not far from uh, Carlsbad Caverns. But you've got places like Alabate Flint Quarries, which is up just, just outside of Amarillo, that um that protects one of the most amazing uh Flint quarries from the cave mandate, right?
3: So it's it's amazing. Found- that's that's exactly <laughs> it, these historic sites. Okay, I want to ask each of you, as we close up here, campfire karaoke. We oh we <laughs> laugh about this from back in our days of oh having a band no. and actually performing at horse ranches oh and, no, and stuff, but we so always laugh. It was campfire karaoke at the end of the Uh-oh. day. No. Uh-oh. You're not
4: going to ask me to sing, are you?
3: No, we're going to be no. nice. We're going to be nice. But oh we are going to okay. ask you, you're going to have a campfire. You're going <laughs> to invite three people, a live passed on, you know, or fictional. You want three uh-huh. people to hang with you
6: uh-huh.
3: at this campfire. Oh. Where are you hanging out at this campfire? Okay. We want to know. It's, it's, okay. This is our happy hour question normally, but we're really hanging out. park party. So you're hanging out. Okay. We want to know what food and drink is happening at the campfire. We know John's got burritos, but I know he's got more. Mm. Um, <laughs> the burritos oh, are good, by the way. Um, yeah. So you've got campfire three people where what are you eating and drinking what are you going to talk about and we want to know campfire karaoke happens mm-hmm. what song are you singing at campfire but, karaoke okay,
5: but, but i have to interject here and say we are outlawing kumbaya
3: no kumbaya has got to go no. because yeah. there's no, no, that no, happens no. with you know campfires so
5: we're not doing we that.
3: want you know and if you want to trade the song for a ghost story you're allowed to do that so John, I'm starting with you because oh, you do a great. lot of campfires and host a lot of campfires. You take families out. Um you I mean everywhere. You go everywhere <laughs> with these now. So let's see, what where are you gonna have your campfire? Let's just start there. Where? Where's the place?
2: I would have my campfire at Thousand Island Lake in the Uncle Adams Wilderness.
3: Okay. Wow. So before we get to the karaoke part, I want to tell you, you've got to look up Mark Vickness. Markvickness.com is an amazing guitar player. We just interviewed who wrote a song about that place specifically. And he's in our, our, our parks and travel magazine. I'm not trying to promote that, but you've got to check out his album. It, it's okay. amazing. It's called Places. And sure. the very first song is there. And he said he wrote the song because he could – he can ask his wife to marry him when she was happy up in those elevations because she was happiest there than when she was lower in elevation. In word, so she he she had knew less oxygen. She had less oxygen <laughs> to ask her there.
2: So that's why she said yes.
3: Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so sorry. But, yes, there was just a good tie-in for karaoke, and it's an amazing album. But, okay, so Thousand Islands Lake, okay. So who's coming to the party? Who's coming to the party? That's such a hard question. It
2: it really is. How about awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cop out very easily. I'm going to invite four people. The, all of you on the <laughs> call will be at my party. <laughs> cool. And we're going oh, we, to eat trail burritos and we're going to yeah. drink
3: moonshine. Oh,
0: we're going to have nice.
3: moonshine? Okay. Awesome. Okay. Can we add Priscilla, our pink sock monkey, our travel mascot? You missed Priscilla. Come on, I know you do. You photographed her the best photo shoot she's ever had. And you sent me. I know.
2: And I, in gave her an e- I gave her an extra Bloody Mary while I you know. were looking. I <laughs>
3: know. Okay. So we're going to do that. So you're not even in- inviting Galen Clark to the party? Like, seriously. I'm just I'm uh, shocked.
2: We could invite him too, but that, as long as that doesn't break the rules, we get to sit down with Galen Clark, all of us.
3: Okay. At work. He's- You've got to. I know you want to invite him, right? Like Toss-up between him and John Moore, who would you invite?
2: I would invite Galen Clark. Like I I said, he's the unsung hero of Yosemite. I feel, you know, he's looked at historically a little unfavorably. You know, some people use the word a failed businessman. But, you know, I just think he was just ahead of his time. And just, uh, you know, he was... Ultimately, at the end, he he did okay because they gave him a lease to stay in Yosemite at one dollar a year um, when he was older. But um, his his hotel did not succeed just because of other circumstances. So I, I, that I saw day. that
4: story. I saw that story on NPR. They did a special uh, oh. uh, that went into what you're just talking about. Mm-hmm. The, the hotel and, and all that. Right, That right. was new to me. I, so, I, that's the only awesome. reason why I mentioned it is because when I heard it, I was new to me.
2: And yeah. I would saying the only song that I've ever sung karaoke and it was the only thing that people could possibly tolerate me singing would be Pearl Jam, Jeremy.
3: You know? Yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> I want to hear that. I want. I want to be there. Okay. Oh my funny. God, in class today. That's <laughs> yeah. for me. I can see you just like hammer the fire, like yeah. <laughs> that, that would be me. Like, oh, right on, John. Okay. Cool. So Sandra, who is coming to your campfire party, and where is it going to be?
7: Okay, so my campfire party is going to be in Joshua Tree National Park.
3: Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Our old hometown. <laughs> yeah.
7: Oh, nice. it is it is amazing this the sherbet color sunrises and sunsets just kill me. Mm-hmm. so um, so we're having ours in Joshua tree. My three folks are going to be um, Terry Tempest Williams, the author and conservationist from mm-hmm. Utah.
2: can I can um, I, can I stop you right there? I did have an yeah. opportunity to meet her at a at one of the Yosemite anniversary events. It was one mm-hmm. of the happiest moments of my life for sure wow. right.
7: Yeah, I met wow. her at the book signing, and and I thought I was, just, I mean, my, the fan girl in me was just swirling. It was awesome. Um, yeah. So, the so Terry Tempest Williams. Uh, I think I'm gonna invite Woody Guthrie. Oh, and, cool, cool. Yeah, and so he can take care of the songs. I'm gonna let him run that show. Yeah. And yeah. um, You're and I'm gonna singing. bring my <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm going to bring my friend, uh, Park Ranger Gary Bremen from Biscayne National Park, who is a phenomenal storyteller and beautiful human being who made me fall in love with Biscayne National Park.
3: Awesome. And we got to protect Biscayne right now because they want to drill it for oil. Just I saying. know. Sorry. That's, it's like, how stupid can you just, get? I just, I had to, I, I can't do that. On the scale of,
5: of one to ten, how stupid can you get? I know. We just, just. Right. Us, us, yeah, don't, us, don't get me
3: started because there's a lot.
5: Of I know. That's a whole other show. We, no, but yeah, Everybody, npca.org,
3: go there okay. and follow the alerts right. of what's going on in parks around the country. Yeah. around the world the monuments there is it's oh, a that, new show called how steeply can okay. Get. so okay so so, so yes yeah. what are you singing and what are you eating and drinking we need the food <laughs> <Sure>.
7: <laughs> so so i'm letting Woody guthrie handle the song so obviously we start out with the family mm-hmm. land and we'll you know just sort of go on yeah. into the evening um and so we're going to have my tinfoil broccoli beef as as our dinner mm-hmm. i make a really good tinfoil broccoli beef where you just kind of throw everything cool. in the tinfoil and put it on the fire mm-hmm. and I like of sesame that. oil and whatnot. Yeah, it's it's super easy. It's one of my go to mm. recipes. Um Beautiful. and you know, and drinking, I think, you know, we're just we're just gonna try a local beer. We're just gonna see what the local I IPAs are before we hit the camp.
3: You're not getting out of your song that you're singing for karaoke, you're just not.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Right, I, I will yes, I will just I will just make it easy and say that we're gonna do this land is your land.
3: <laughs> Joanne. <laughs> Right on, Joanne. Yeah, That's good. Good on. Okay, so Otis, oh, who's God. come into your campfire, and where are you lighting everything up?
4: Oh, uh, where I'm going, I've had a man of late. I've I've taken a big interest. I think I'm I, I'm, I'm not sure on the pr- pronunciation. What's the buried the, uh, the land the areas uh, that were unburied the pampas? Uh, how do you pronounce that? Is it pampas?
3: pampas? Pampas, I don't know. Yes. Are you finding that? Pompous? Pompous grass? Yeah.
4: Or the, 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 the buried don't land. Don't me. Buried... I'm from
3: South Africa, man. And I'll just the buried is right. Pompous?
5: Yeah. Pompous. Not
3: pompous that's like, like in president. Pompous.
5: yes, <laughs> <that's> in grass. All right. <laughs> Oopsies. Anyway. So, so,
8: so we're going there. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite
0: athletes only
8: right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out, Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you try Peloton bikes, tread or row risk-free with a 30 day home trial. New members only not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepelotoncom home dash trial. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike. Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess. For elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.
4: Yes. Uh, and uh, that's the unburied city, right? The, the city that was covered in volcano. Oh, oh,
5: Pompeii. Way. Oh, you're talking Pompeii. about Pompeii. Where we going? Oh, wow. Pompeii. We're going out of the we, country.
3: We, oh, wow. John, you got to go <laughs> too, then. Okay. Here we go. We're going out. Okay. So Pompeii. we're going to Pompeii. And okay. uh, what was the next piece? <laughs> Who's going with you for the campfire? Um, I'm going A campfire gonna in Pompeii. This is badass school. <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> I've. I'm a big music person. And what I mean by a big music person, I, know I, you are. I love music from
6: mm.
4: all decades and eras. I mean, I just, mm-hmm. I know it all. And if I had to go on Jeopardy for music, I would probably win. But I'm going to make this cool. a music theme. So we're going to go there. We're going to, I want, I think I'm going to cheat. I need more than three people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Pink Floyd to come along.
3: Cool. Oh, well. two, okay who, right. who 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 Who? david gilmore roger waters what, what's no, going on i Is want all fictional? of them they
4: all have their own stories and knowledge i can get i want them all okay well, sid sid he can i want to bring a band i want to bring a band what
3: about sid barrett Sid <laughs> well, Barrett. I mean, okay i don't want to cheat
4: too bad I, I, there's only four people in <laughs> pink floyd sid right
3: barrett from day one i just got yeah. to do it you so need the to whole band <laughs> for the the ambience I want to dance, it sure. but it's not my party. Now, so, okay. Now
4: I I pick Pink Floyd because I listen to music a lot, and but mm. most of my editing in the middle of the night is usually done to Pink Floyd.
3: Right on. All right. Wow. A lot of people it. don't know that. Not yeah, it's got whale that. music in there, and you can trip out. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's cool.
4: So, what was the next part?
3: Okay, so Pink Floyd, all of them are going, no matter who, what, and where. Okay, now you're having them around the campfire. What are you going to feed and, and you know, libate what them are you with? Feed? I like libate uh, them eat. with. I've never said that we're, in my life. What are like, going like, to eat Coney
4: Island, for Detroit. Okay, the, uh, Coney, Coney Island dogs. It's original Coney Island
3: dogs. Oh, yeah, that's like the hot
5: dog with the mustard in the soup. From Nathan's?
4: No, from American Coney Island. Oh. In
3: okay.
4: Italy. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. What's, what's, okay, wait, no, wait, wait,
3: wait, 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 Nathan's Oh, is it versus... something I have to make? No, I'm oh, just okay. saying, but like, like, wait a minute. What's Nathan's versus Nathan's is, isn't that a famous, like dog, like thing? I don't know.
2: That's but the, the... I've never heard That's of Nathan. That's the original Coney Island hot dog stand. Not on Nathan. Detroit. Is this still there? it
3: Is it Detroit? I'm <laughs> oh, like no wait, computer? where does Coney Island
2: is in Brooklyn, New York. So right. Brooklyn, and, and no, every that every part. year they they do the they do the hot dog eating contest at Nathan's because that's right, the original right. place for the hot dogs. Right, okay, so
3: right. okay, so
4: now I mentioned right. Coney Island out of Detroit because I'm originally from Michigan. Uh, but yeah. I always drove down to Detroit to get the Coney Islands, and I went to school in an urban college that was in, in downtown. So I always okay. crave the Coney Island hot dogs, and they have a new shipping method where you can ship a whole kit to anywhere in the world, and we order it all the time. Anyways.
3: seriously, wait a Island. minute. I oh, want a wait. corn dog though because I don't even eat meat, but I want a corn dog right now.
4: <laughs> you, don't eat, you don't eat. You don't eat meat.
3: No, wow. not really. here and there okay. we do. Like tomorrow, we, well, okay. we're going on a hike with a friend who makes these amazing killer sandwiches with Havarti yeah. cheese and breast chicken, yeah. chicken breast or whatever. But normal. And it's like so amazing. Much. And then we, we eat shortbread and drink champagne after our hike in a park. And we're doing a, a national park unit tomorrow that wow. we've never been to tomorrow. So we're excited. It's on the Juan Batista de Anza yeah. National Historic Trail. And it's one of the newest sites. It's a lagoon wetlands area. And it's amazing. And we haven't been there yet. I'm saying it's amazing. I've looked it online. I'm like, that's, I'm going to see some ducks tomorrow and yes. I'm going <laughs> to drink some champagne and I get to eat chicken yes. tomorrow. So I'm a happy girl, <laughs> but no, I don't eat that much meat, but neither of us do, but we'll eat, we'll eat John's burritos no matter what he puts on them. But um, no, but, but to me, this is, I like hot dogs. I just don't eat them that often, but, like I want a corn dog now, and I want mustard. Like you just said this now, I want that. I have a craving. Okay, <laughs> so you're eating these, but okay, are you drinking lemonade? What what's going on? Cause like no, I'm dogs, drinking. Lemonade? I'm drinking.
4: Yeah. We're drinking. We're drinking wine.
3: Wine. Oh, okay. I'm with oh. you there. I'll eat. I'll eat hot dogs and wine, but I'm not invited because this is Pink Floyd. Okay. We're, this drink, is we're cool. drinking
4: white wine because I don't want to stain my teeth.
3: Oh <laughs> come on, jeez. Oh, <laughs> <the teeth. laughs> God, <laughs> now I can God. tell
5: you just now how old you are. <laughs> because
6: <laughs>
5: wait, a minute, wait, a minute, wait a
6: minute!
5: oh man! When Don't ever get, look at our teeth. When you, when you get a few years older, you're like, okay, it's about the wine. It wasn't my fault. No. And then you drink. That's it. it. That's you just. That's it. It no. becomes your excuse.
3: But anyway, no, okay. So then I would
4: have to dump a lot of money in my mouth to get them back the way I want them. <laughs>
3: Oh, wow. Okay, so it's all about the teeth. Okay, so everybody, you don't need a flashlight when you go to Pompeii.
4: I just don't want to go backwards.
3: (laughs) No, you don't go. No. Wow, this is a conversation. So Pompeii with Pink Floyd, that sounds like a band album (laughs) right there. And really
5: white teeth.
3: White teeth, white wine, and Coney Island hot dogs. Okay, that's awesome. You clearly have
4: to edit the white teeth part out of the audio, right? No, oh, no. There's ain't like, getting edited ever, like, no ever, editing. ever.
3: There's no such thing as editing around here because it's about being real. It's cool. Okay. I, I love think it's it. cool. But um I'm going to have red wine right after this because I just want to and because and I'm going to take a photo of my teeth and put it up on Twitter and say and we're look at older, this. So we can. Yeah. <laughs> I hilarious. prefer red
4: wine, but I just I just I just couldn't deal with the results on my mouth with it.
3: That, so right, I've I always to learned here? to drink okay. wine. I'm going to email right, you right. a solution for that. Okay. Yeah, Nancy knows. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> all right, I really appreciate at? Nancy, my, and I both karaoke? appreciate you. Oh, oh your oh, song. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's right. Because I thought you had pink Floyd, I knew I was missing something. I got stuck in the wine and the teeth. Okay, so I'm what are you <laughs> singing? <laughs> red, red wine. You got, you got stuck <laughs> right? in the wine
4: and teeth. Right, I'm going to stick with the same music genre and I'm going to go with my karaoke song is going to be Fool in the Rain.
3: Fool in the Rain? Okay. What's oh. up, uh, okay.
4: Yeah, there you go, John. See? John
5: See? knew it. They know That's
4: right, I'm with you. See? Did you hear what John said? Fool in the Rain.
3: Lisa? Me?
4: Lisa? Yeah, did you
3: do hear I that? Know the, do I know the who? I know the who. No, is that John. I know Fool- John. John guessing the, the group
4: name of the song.
3: I didn't. I didn't know that. No, uh, I didn't. It's Ze- but I Led may. Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Then I do know, and I'm just stupid right now. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. I do know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just stupid. No, Pool I am in the rain I'm like, by
4: Led Zeppelin. That's my like karaoke song.
3: <laughs> I know, but this right. is it. Now we've 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 <laughs> we have gone backwards. Now this this conversation we started so good, but now I don't know the song, but I do. I, I know Led Zeppelin, and I know Pink Floyd, and I know these bands. But then, dude, <laughs> I don't know right now, because guess what? I'm going to have a glass of red wine, and then it will wash and all tomorrow, of that away. we're going to look at our teeth and go, he was right. I know. See, and I'll send that I knew me. I
4: would shake things up with that.
3: I know. I, I, I know. But I do Led Zeppelin. It. Led Zeppelin still is one of the best ever, because they just had that, like, work. Uh, anyway, I don't it's want to go into a new It's freedom. Place. Okay. No, before you know we- what?
4: You know why Go they're ahead. the best ever? They're the best ever because they were the only music group ever in music, even to this day, that was successfully able to mix blues, rock. I mean, they were the only group able to mix <laughs> sound from every music genres that were available.
3: Oh, my God. You need to read Backstage Pass. Oh, by his, his a, They were because they would
5: listen to everybody yeah. else telling them, you can't do it. No. It, it, you've got to read There's Backstage no Pass.
4: There's no group to this day that could ever duplicate what that's definitely able to do with their music. I mean, it's just only one group, I think, in my opinion, came close, and that was the Black Crows. Oh, oh
3: and now they're like, the oh, murder, dude, it's murder, so sad. It's so sad. No, the murder she said? No, 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 no. And it's so sad. It, it, dude, Chris, oh. There, but there's, he's still doing stuff now, they but it's different. No, no, that you're in a different place, Nancy. Okay. No, but She's anyway, anyway music is a big deal when you're road tripping. Sandra, you listen to music as you road trip? Because I know you do yes. this all the time. You, You do. Yes. Do, do you have yes. – do you make – how do you do it? Do you, I mean, does anybody make a mixtape anymore? Do any of us even have cars that do it? Do you do like a – No, I I don't. do stuff, No one does it. I well, stream I do, through I do, Apple Music. Oh, I see. I do a mix. I do a mixed playlist that I'll play. Okay, yeah. John, so, oh, what do yeah,
2: you do? Yeah, I, I have a, I have a thumb drive that has a lot of music on it, or just you know whatever the kids pick these days. So it's a lot of oh. Imagine Dragons, which oh. is oh. which is okay as long as you know it's not Taylor. It's it's not Taylor Swift anymore, so
3: oh, uh, Imagine good. Dragons oh, no. is is reasonable. Okay. So be, before each of you go, I do want to touch on this, which is unique. Each of you are connected in this one way, other than national parks and traveling to them and, and giving people an insight of what our national park system is, which you do through your photography. Uh, you know, everybody has a different thing. And uh, right. Sandra, what you're doing at National Park PatchLady.com and on your social media. I can't give, I was going to give everybody's Instagrams and Twitters and Facebooks, but all of you have a big long list, but I want everyone to just go to your website, nationalparkpatchlady.com for Sandra. Um, mm-hmm. You're giving people an insight to travel of how to and your experiences, but all of you are, have a, a an affiliate that you're working with. And for you, Sandra, you're working with Olympus. Am I right with that?
7: I am. I was just named an Olympus super fan ambassador. So I shoot with Olympus cameras and, um, yeah, I love them. And so, um, I now travel to camera shops and talk about travel photography and Olympus cameras. And, um, I'm honored to be working with them. They're a great company.
3: Awesome. One tip, one photo tip from you for that.
7: Uh, one photo tip. So, um, with my Olympus cameras, they have a setting called Live Composite, which allows you to do long exposures, but you can see the photo building on the back of the camera, which I love to use at night for obviously star trails. But two things that I really love to use it for is when I'm photographing lightning, because you can set it up so you know the lightning's coming. You click cool. the button, you can capture the lightning and stop it when you see it populate on the back of your screen. And I also love to <laughs> use Ooh, that it when cool. I put a yeah, so I can and I also use it to and I put a couple. Uh, neutral density filters on and use it for waterfalls. And so it is my favorite, um, my favorite part of shooting is using the live composite on Olympus cameras.
3: That's really cool. We're what? in monsoon season, like, coming up that's soon here. And, cool. and that's awesome for lightning and, and waterfalls out what? here. Yeah, department. and lightning's
7: They're, hard to capture, you know. And so, so this gives you it, – it, it's, yeah. you know, it's
3: still in camera, so it's not cheating, but it really
7: allows you to create some cool concepts. Awesome.
5: I have a tip for Lisa. Oh, First, get it's down. called
3: get down and Thank take you, your lens caps off. Oh, yeah. There's times where I'm like, I don't know what's going on. But anyway. That get happens. dirty. Yeah. It, it has dirty. nothing to do with the red wine and the and the dirty teeth, you know, from the <laughs> night before. Uh, John. Oh. John and Otis have a similar thing going on. Subaru, apparently. Okay. So what's going on with Subaru? It's because Toyota used to be the thing going out there and, you know, and Jeep. But it looks like everyone. I have a friend, or an aunt, have a friend going out and living in Oregon in an area, and she goes, well, apparently we need to have a Subaru here for four wheel drive, and I can still kind of have a car and do all this stuff. And I'm like, what? And I look at both of your Instagram accounts and different Instagram accounts and something's going on with Subaru what's going on John because I know about hot lips and how hot lips said like we're not working halfway through is that when you turn to Subaru what's going on with Subaru
2: (laughs) yeah you know hot lips is out in the pasture right now hot lips gets used for soccer Saturdays and things like that but yeah now we have Subi Ruby I even have an Instagram for Subi Ruby and uh I I met uh, some people from Subaru during one of the Yosemite events for the 100-year anniversary of the National Park Service, and I was able to listen to a presentation by Subaru about how they give back to the national parks, how they make wow. donations with every purchase to certain charities. Great message. It was just really wonderful. So I went out, and I actually bought a Subaru at the beginning of last year and I sent a letter to, to the people who I met and they were so excited to receive the letter. They asked me if I wanted to consider being an ambassador for Subaru. And now, um, I, I share some posts on social media. I get to take a lot of cool photos with, uh, Subi-Ruby on our road trips. Subi-Ruby, to...
5: and your ruby red heels that go click-click through the That's park. Right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, That's so
2: right. And, yeah, so I get to represent Subaru. And just last week, my my father actually just bought a new Subaru. Oh,
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, thanks check my it my out.
2: recommendation. So, yeah, it was, it was fun.
3: Otis, what about you, the Subaru? I mean, is this something that you – I mean, do you fly, drive? Because you go to different parks. I mean –
2: How does that work for you? Oh, well, Well, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. Go ahead, John. I was just going to say in in California, especially in the snow, I've never driven a vehicle that handles the snow better than than this car. So I'm amazed by it.
3: Wow! Yep. I'm just gonna say, mm-hmm. Ruby. listen, listen. I know no. about going down hills in mm-hmm. my Toyota Corolla no, sideways in no. in the snowstorm, up and down. But anyway, um, and it didn't work, but it was fun. <laughs> Can I just say, Ruby, don't take your love to town. Oh, stop. She's in the music mode now. Okay, know. but it, Otis, how did you how did you get started with Subaru? Because this is interesting because well, it's gonna happen with us. We're gonna have to change cars <laughs> on our
4: national park well, travels. So
3: I'm actually been, really curious.
4: Yeah, the, the house is my wife. Our family Subaru owners. I mean, right now we have Outback, uh, uh, a new Outback, and a new Crosstrek, 2017 and 2016. Um, we've and we've had Subaru. Um, how I got involved? Uh, well, it, it's kind of tiered. Um, I'm trying to make this a short story um, because when I was approached by several other types of products in recent months, and so through our local dealership, they knew what I did for a living, and they always have art outdoors. A Subaru. And I, if you've been to if you go to a Subaru dealership, I think for the most part, all of them try to teed off that outdoors nature park look within their dealerships.
6: Mm-hmm. So when
4: I approached them about my art in their dealership, that's when the opportunity arose for the, the ambassador program. And because of that, I got into the ambassador program and that's launched a whole nother avenue. I mean, because I've gotten tons of Subaru gear and
6: items that I
4: use at my art shows to present along with my 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 my, my imagery so it, it kind of gives that balance of that Subaru outdoors and my outdoor imagery. So I've kind of coupled it up. Uh, and this has been going on for about a year. So I'm totally ecstatic because for a long time I vowed I would never push a product. I'm not interested in pushing a product. There's certain things I buy for a certain reason. And whether you want to give it to me for free or half off, I'm not really interested. But the Subaru thing has been pleasant because I totally stand for what they, they represent uh, and, 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 the imagery uh, of, and the product, the product's great. I mean, John mentioned about the snow driving. The first time I drove a Subaru in the snow, it was like, okay, now this is, this is different. And I grew up in the Midwest. So, I mean, it was different. I mean, mm-hmm. and so I, I even if the Subaru ambassador thing wasn't there, we would still have our Subarus. Uh, the ambassador program has only been a blessing for me because of what I do and how I've leveraged it in recent, in the recent 12, 13 months. Uh, wow. And yeah, so it's been a blessing.
3: I, so like Mova, awesome. Cleopatra Doppelganger, a little Toyota Rev, may have to change. Like when we get to her, like we can't talk about that now. She'll hear. But <laughs> <laughs> down the road, we may have to move, you know. So I'm uh-huh. just saying. So it, it's good. And it's interesting for us. Like I, I never thought of a Subaru for outdoors. So. Well, I um, think Subaru in the it.
4: last two, three years, they've really made a push. With the social media, the way it is, to bring on ambassador into this ambassador program, a lot of people—I I don't. There's not a lot of people that are in Subaru ambassadors, but it, I mean, there's a there's a, a good sum, and they all have gotten into the program in certain ways, and all of the Subaru ambassadors leverage it in different ways. But mm. we all have the same common thread: is that we're just we're sold, we're Subaru lovers mm-hmm. from the brand and and from the product. And so everybody leverages it differently and everybody has gotten into the program differently. Uh, I mean, there's Subaru ambassadors I've met at events that I put on that are just soccer moms and they're a Subaru ambassador. And that's, that's amazing. What, I mean, that's what Subaru has done. They've, you know, they've allowed that.
3: Hmm. Everybody, we've got to get running. We're going to play some music. Um, We've got some music from Wally Lauder here in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, We're going to play Loving the Land, so you can go to wallylauder.com. We're also going to play some National Park Hollywood History by Steve Schneikert. You can find him in our expert department on blendradioandtv.com. Of course, if you go to bigblendradio.com, you'll see all of our shows listed upcoming. We air Sunday through Friday. You'll see the list there. I want to give a big thanks to the National Parks Arts Foundation uh, for sponsoring today's show. You can go to nationalparksartsfoundation.org. Thank you, all of you, for joining us for this amazing conversation. I, it was longer than we thought, but it was awesome. It was so, really everyone, Sandra, Sandra, is it Ramos or am I saying it right? I want to make it's sure it's Ramos. It. It's good.
7: Thank Ramos. you so much for having me.
3: Thank you, everyone. Nationalparkpatchlady.com. She's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. John DeGrazia, go to yexplore.com, the letter yexplore.com. Thank you so much, John. It's always it's just amazing to have you back and, and such a good conversation, so too. Fun. Thank you. And also, Otis, thank you for joining us, Otis. Yep. Everyone, again, you can go to Otis. What is your website for everyone to know?
4: www.lightscapes.com, dot scom
3: Thank you, yeah. everybody. Uh, again, here it is, Loving the Land by Lottie, Wally com. And also the National Parks Hollywood History segment by Steve Schneikert. Thank you all for joining us.
9: When people think of national parks, movies are not usually the first thing that comes to mind. The national parks are not just providing a home for wildlife but they are also providing gorgeous locations for Hollywood to use when shooting its movies. Let this list of five movie classics shot on National Park Service Land be your gateway into the wider world of film, camping, and the discoveries of the outdoors. 1940s, The Grapes of Wrath. This John Steinbeck classic novel turned film about the Dust Bowl exodus utilizes the petrified forest to recreate a journey many have taken through Arizona. The park has some great views and plenty of finds to keep paleontologists, archaeologists and otherists busy for a long time. But the main attraction is really all the petrified wood which is some worldly mix of logs and stone. North by Northwest 1959 the National Memorial Mount Rushmore serves as a pivotal setting for this Alfred Hitchcock adventure. It is not difficult to imagine Cary Grant running from spies in a death-to-death chase to freedom across this park. Just make sure you imagine it, and do not act it out. Hitchcock himself ran into controversy for his action sequences. 1960 Spartacus. Death Valley National Park has served as a location for multiple films. In Spartacus, the first sequence in the quarries was filmed in the Nevada Park. While it would be zero fun to reenact the labor-intensive scenes, taking advantage of the hiking, biking, and camping opportunities available in this three-million-acre park could lead to a memorable vacation that becomes a family classic. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, 1969. For this Western, Butch Cassidy, Paul Newman, and the Sundance Kid, Robert Redford, the ultimate criminals on the run, took advantage of the scenery in Utah's Zion National Park. Once you were there, you will want to stay for the mind-blowing scenery. Besides the multitude of trails to lead you around the sandstone, there are many naturally occurring arches that are a wonder to behold in person. Concluding with 1987's The Cook and the Dead, there were parts of the film shot in Arizona's Wupatki National Monument. The land was originally home to the predecessors of the Hopi and Zuni people, and has since been excavated and studied by archaeologists. The pueblos and canyons make for a beautiful landscape and it is easy to see why location scouts chose Wupatki as a backdrop for this western. The film was also shot in the nearby Coconino National Forest and Kaibab National Forest. I am Steve Schneider, and this is Hollywood History as I Recall It.
1: I'm loving the land I'm just loving the land I'm loving the land I'm just loving the land Got an angel in my corner Must have a Buddha at my side And if I had any worries Left them all behind. Maybe it's the time of day, maybe it's the light. Laying it on the air, I'm breathing, but I couldn't feel more right. And I'm loving the laugh. I'm just loving the land, I'm loving the land, I'm just loving the land, afternoon light, on a simple corner lot in a humble Molecules and galaxies And mystery And bits of stars And I'm just letting go Like a leaf To the wind I'm floating on a feeling I've just given in I'm loving the land I'm just loving the land I'm loving the land I'm just loving the land, loving the land. This land is I'm your land, land, my land From California to New York to the D.G. Land. Islands I'm Just
8: the 92 percent of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike, It's not just a bike. Peloton makes treadmills, too. Eh, all treadmills are the same. Our treadmills can adjust speed and incline automatically, so you never break your stride. Whether you're squeezing in a power walk or training for a marathon, Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Tread risk-free with the 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.